Amen. Praise God. Let's stand together. John chapter 20, verse number 22. Just a short passage of scripture, kind of an obscure thing that happens here. And when he had said this, Jesus speaking, he breathed on them. Amen. Just go ahead and breathe on your... No, don't do that. Praise God. Don't... <laughs> he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. He breathed on them and he said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. This was a prelude to something. It was a prelude to the day of Pentecost, but Jesus was giving a, a direction. He was giving an understanding. They would remember this. No doubt they would remember this. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost is poured out, they would reflect upon this occurrence in which Jesus said, Receive the Holy Ghost, and he breathed on them. I want to speak for a few moments tonight. Prelude of power. Prelude of power. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that we feel in the house of God here tonight. Let your word be a strength to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. A prelude is an action serving as an introduction to something that is more important. So it happens before the event that is more important. That is what the prelude is. And so tonight I want to just point out that there is a prelude of power. I'm talking about, when I say power, I'm talking about Holy Ghost power. Somebody say Holy Ghost power. Amen. Holy Ghost power. The prelude of Holy Ghost power happens from the very, very beginning of the scripture. And in Genesis chapter 1 through chapter 12, there are occasions where there is a prelude of God's power that projects itself all the way to the day of Pentecost and the New Testament church. It goes from Adam to Abraham, and it goes from hopelessness to a hope that God gives. Amen. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that believes in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need the Spirit of God operating in our life. It needs to be in us. And the scripture that was already read that is a part of our Bible quiz scriptures that was so very, very powerful, said in Ephesians chapter number four and verse number four, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all, through all, and he is in you all. In that passage of scripture, it talks about God's transcendence. He is above all. It talks about his eminence. He is working in us and through us and it talks about the power of the Holy Ghost that is in us. The Holy Ghost is not somewhere outside of you. The Holy Ghost is supposed to be on the inside of you. Amen. The Holy Ghost is not external to you but the Holy Ghost when the power of God comes in you and you start speaking in other tongues it is something that is inside of you. The prophet said I tried to shut my mouth and keep it all bottled up but it was like a fire shut up in 
my bone. The Holy Ghost is like a fire on the inside of you. Not only is it burning on the inside of you, but it gives you the power to overcome sin. Hallelujah. It empowers you to live above the weak and beggarly elements of the world. And I'm just here to testify tonight and tell you I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. And I want you to know if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost. I want you to know tonight it's the greatest gift that has ever been given to anybody. It's greater than money and finance and assets and property and land. The Holy Ghost is a treasure and I'm thankful for it. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and thank the Lord for the treasure that is in this earthen vessel. Amen. Thank God. Amen. I'm supposed to be in teach mode and I have a hard time trying to do that. Praise God, but I'm, I'm still endeavoring here. Amen. Praise God. From Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 12, there is some preludes of power from the very beginning. And you say, well, why, why would you take chapter 1 through 12 of Genesis and that would be your focus? Well, we do know this. The Holy Ghost is a theme that runs through the entire scripture. And there are threads all through the scripture. So there's many, many places that you can pick out and say this is a prelude to God's power and his ability. All the way into the New Testament right up to the day of Pentecost. There's a thread that God is going to pour out his spirit upon upon all flesh. And, and so you could pick from many different vantage points. But because Genesis chapters 1 through 12 describes the beginning of all things and the promise to Abraham who becomes the father of the faithful and the earth is blessed through Abraham, this is why I'm taking chapters 1 through 12 and preaching to you on the prelude of power. Now I left something important out here and some of you may have already caught this. The prelude of power is really missing something here because really it's the prelude of his power power. It is God's power that is ultimate here. Not just power, but God's power. There is a big difference. Amen. There is a power that only comes from a sovereign God. Amen. So it is a prelude of God's power. And there's some connections from chapter 1 through chapter 12. But before we get to the first one, I just want to take another pulse check. Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? Can anybody... Can you tell me the date that God filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Can you tell me when there was a renewal of the Holy Ghost in your life that changed and transformed everything? Praise God. I'm thankful for the Spirit of God. I'm thankful for an altar of repentance. I'm thankful for a baptism in his name. But I am so very, very grateful, hallelujah, that I have the Holy Ghost. Praise God. The Word says you're an overcomer. The only way I could be an overcomer is through the empowerment of the Spirit of God. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to seek the Holy Ghost. You need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. I think we're alive here tonight. Amen. Praise God. Nobody's flatlined in the house here tonight. Amen. Everybody is alive and full of a hope and power and there are lively stones in this place tonight. Amen. Jesus said, if these hold their peace, the rocks would surely cry out. In another place, the scripture said, we are lively stones. Amen. So that means that we're not going to let the rocks take our place. We're going to worship him and magnify him. Amen. So the first connection of this prelude 
of his power is a connection to Adam. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed. This is significant because of our text verse. Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Ghost. But here, when he is creating, he forms man of the dust of the ground and he breathes into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. There's a lot of people that do not believe this. They believe a lot of different philosophies and worldview that have nothing to do with God. But man, it makes me so excited to stand in this pulpit and say, God gave you the very breath that you got to breathe. You can deny it all you want and you can have another philosophy all you want, but the scripture tells me that the very breath that we've got to breathe, it came and originated from God himself that breathed into the life of humanity and gave them the ability to function and they became a living soul. There is something in your life that is a living soul that makes you significant from everybody and everything else. God put that there. God is the one that created that. God put that spot in your heart and life. Praise God. It starts all the way at the beginning. God breathes and he revives humanity. Amen. Man is dead in sins and trespasses. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13 says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. You got breath to breathe, nudge your neighbor and say, Are you breathing here tonight? If you're breathing here tonight, it's because God gave you the breath to breathe. Why don't we just take a moment right here and honor the fact that the breath that we have to breathe didn't come happenstance hallelujah didn't come by some big explosion unless it was God that created the explosion that put the breath in you to worship God and to praise God stop and think about that for a moment you got breath to breathe what are you doing with it the psalmist said as long as I've got breath to breathe I will praise the Lord hallelujah this is a valuable commodity in my life I've got breath and with the breath that I've got, I'm going to magnify and worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm not going to use it on other things, but I'm going to give God praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Raise your hand, Brother Jim, and give me a hand raise. I see you're sitting on the edge of your seat. Thank God for Brother Jim Miller, who's got the Holy Ghost, and he's breathing life. You know why? Because God gave him life, and life more abundantly. Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. There was a connection from the very beginning. John chapter 14 and verse 17 says, Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. This was a prelude of his power. It's going to be in you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If you are bound, if you feel like you've been imprisoned, if you feel like the wall are closing around you. What you need is the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost is operating in your life, according to the scripture, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Amen. Not just empowerment for service only, but this anointing and this power is open to everybody, that individuals, all humanity would be born of the Spirit. And being born of the Spirit means that the breath of God is going to be operating
leading in a person's life. There's going to be a renewal in life that was lost. There was a severance and a, a disconnected uh, relationship between God and humanity in the fall but through the empowerment of the spirit amen God's going to return once again and breathe into the nostrils of individuals who are disconnected from God and fill them with his breath again it's the Holy Ghost this happens even before Adam because in Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1 in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters there was a unity of the spirit to bring revival and movement to darkness and chaos and hopelessness in the very beginning before Adam was even created this is a strong connection and prelude of power that God is going to operate and move even in the most darkest of places even when there is void and confusion and chaos the Holy Ghost was going to settle and there was going to be a move of God's spirit whenever there's a move of God's spirit we call that revival I want a move of the Holy Ghost every time we come to the house of God I want a move of God's spirit when we worship and we pray I want a move of the Holy Ghost so that people could receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost I want an atmosphere in this place that is conducive for individuals to be able to seek the Holy Ghost. Is anybody on board with me here tonight? Does anybody agree with me that this place should be a place of revival and a movement of power so that the Holy Ghost could fall? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So from the very beginning, there was a connection to Abraham and he, or to Adam. And even before Adam, God is, he is, there's, it's a prelude. There are some things that are happening that are things that happened before the real experience or the real action. God breathing into humanity. God moving, his spirit moving on that which is dark and chaos. Amen. From the very beginning of Genesis chapter number one. In Genesis chapter number 11, we find that there is a strong spirit spiritual connection to the tower of Babel where they decide to build a city and a tower whose top can reach unto the heaven and they want to make themselves a name they're trying to avoid a flood and so they come together and they're in unity and this is what they say we need to build this city and this tower lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth they wanted to make a name for themselves and that's a problem right there because making a name for yourself is going to end up in destruction. And so they, they, they've got a central point. They become a human global order. There is unity there. Nobody can criticize the unity that is happening there, but it is without God. And if you're going to have true unity, God's got to be in the middle of that. And so there is a universal communal name that they're trying to reach for. And there's a universal identity through that name and global unity that they're trying to achieve. And they're all speaking the the same language but when God sees what they are doing and they're unified in trying to cast off the works of God and the presence of God all that they're doing is minus God then there is a confusion of the languages and all of a sudden now there is a separation and a disconnectedness because they're not all speaking the same language all of this was because they walked away from God and so there is different languages they're hanging out with different groups because they don't understand the 
the language of whom they were uh, rubbing shoulders with and had relationships with. And so there is nothing but complete chaos and humanity divides up in segments and groups and schisms and sections. And all of a sudden there's a lot of disunity and confusion and different cultures are born out of that in different languages and everybody has their way of thinking and it's different than everybody else. And so there is a lot of room for confusion, fighting and difficulty. Praise God. But it is a prelude of power because what sin destroys and disseminates and where it brings confusion, Pentecost brings all of those languages back together again. Because when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost, when it was poured out, said, it doesn't matter what your language is, this is a heavenly language. It doesn't matter what your group is, this language is for everybody. Praise God, it doesn't matter what your culture is, this is a Holy Ghost culture that comes from heaven. You could be from the Philippines, the Holy Ghost is for you. You could be from the Dominican Republic, but the Holy Ghost is from you, for you. You could be from El Salvador, but the Holy Ghost is for you. You could be from Russia, but the Holy Ghost is for you. Hallelujah. It brings everything back together again. It brings unity back together again. It brings peace back together again. It brings power back together again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a strong connection there. And the Holy Ghost starts forging the church with power. And it's interesting. It's powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 4 tells us about the spirit that is given to us. Paul said to the Corinthians, there are diversities of gift, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. Everyone say profit. Mm. It's given to every person to profit. For to one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. The Holy Ghost is operating in our life to make us profit. And instead of making a name for ourselves like they tried to do at Babel, God said, I'm going to give you a name at Pentecost. You don't need to make a name for yourself, but you need a name that comes through the power of Pentecost. Praise God. It's a saving name. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 9 says, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Hallelujah. Prelude of power, of his power, happens at Pentecost when the Holy Ghost is poured out. Peter said in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, 
for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That name is applied to our life. I'm not here trying to make a name for myself. I'm here glorifying a name that was given to me by Jesus himself through the empowerment of the Holy Ghost that happens when Jesus' name is applied to my life. That's powerful, sir. That's powerful, ma'am. That's powerful. It's the Holy Ghost that is operating to bring unity to the church. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. First Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9, but you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past you were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You know how that happened? It's because he gave you a name. Praise God. It's a name that's above every name. It's a name that brings healing and anointing and strength and you got it, you got it. It's a name that saves, you got it. It's a name that brings redemption, you got it. It's a name that pulls you out of, of the very lowest, you got it. It's not disunity, but it is unity, a prelude of God's power. Hallelujah, instead of I'm going to bring it together. You know what? You need to be thankful for your brother and your sister. They may not look like you. They may not have the same language, but they've got the same Holy Ghost. And that is what matters. Praise God. I said that's what matters. It's the Holy Ghost that decides everything, makes us who we are, brings strength to us and anointing to us, and identifies us as the people of God. How does that happen? It's through the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody needs to clap your hands and thank God that he filled you with his spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you, Willie. You're still standing. You know why you're standing? You're standing because you're thankful for the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. I know that just embarrassed you, but I'm excited for you. I'm celebrating with you. And you know what? There's more Willies that are out there in Bakersfield that need somebody to tell them, hallelujah, this Holy Ghost brings together. It doesn't divide. It doesn't separate, but it brings together and it gives you a name. Hallelujah, it gives you a name that's above every name. Praise God, I'm excited about that. I'm sorry, I'm teaching. Man, am I teaching. This is teaching stuff right here. Hallelujah, praise God. I don't know what you would have to do just to get me to talk and teach. I don't know what it would be. Maybe some kind of mic like this and some kind of stool. But before it was over, I'd probably kick the stool over and blow the mic out and everything else. You know, when you start talking about the goodness of God and the things of God, it's, it's just hard to stay in your little box. Some people can do it very well, but I can't do it very well. You know why? Because I'm so excited about the Holy Ghost. And I see what God is doing in people's lives. Amen. Hell would try to destroy you, but there's a God that wants to pick you up. Hell would try to steal everything from you, but there's a God that said, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. They're going to... Woo! They're going... Hallelujah. They're going to be a child of God with a power and an authority and an anointing. 
Hallelujah. Let's thank God for what God has richly done in the lives of people. Praise God. He brings things together. And it's a prelude of power. Amen. You can be seated. One more here. One, two, three. Three things that happened from the beginning, in the beginning, before Adam, through Adam. There's the breath of God. There's breathing. There's creative. There's movement. And then in the connection at Babel, when they're trying so hard to be unified, trying so hard to bring things together, but because it is without God, there is disunity and fragmentation. And there is racism that enters in and conflict and tension between groups and peoples and languages that is still in our world today, that is still in operation today, that has been there from that moment of time. And yet at Pentecost, there is a negation of all of that. It's a prelude of God's power on the flip side. What the world will do to destroy and disunify, God brings together. Praise God. He brings together and he fills individuals with the Holy Ghost. Thank God for a multicultural church and we need more of it. We need to pray and ask God to bring people in from every corner, every nation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? I believe we, we need a church that is multicultural. We've got to, I've, I've named some of you. I looked out and saw you and I, I, I mentioned where you were from, where you came from. Amen. It doesn't matter where you came from. It's where you are right now. And in Christ Jesus, you are a child of the King. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there's a bringing together. That's a connection. That's a prelude of power. The unity of the spirit reuniting all people in the supremacy of the name of Jesus. A name that is above every name. It's a sovereign name. It's a powerful name. It's a name that brings healing. My third one is a connection to Abraham. Because in chapter number 12, there is a definite, a definite promise that is given. And mostly it's thought in terms of an earthly family. And it is Israel that comes out of the loins of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, specifically out of Jacob that forms the 12 tribes of Israel. But God transcends that thought when he promises to Abraham in chapter number 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless thee. Everyone say bless. Mm, it's a prelude of power when the Holy Ghost comes there's going to be blessing I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee all families of the earth shall be blessed I want to say here tonight that a prelude of God's power is not just something that is genetic it is not only to those who share in a particular DNA by birth but when the Holy Ghost comes the Jews cannot assume that it is just for them alone. The Gentiles don't take their place, but there is a dramatic shift that occurs. That is a fulfillment to the promise of God to Abraham. This Holy Ghost this prelude of God's power. This Holy Ghost is for everybody as many as is the sand of the seashore and the stars of the sky. That Holy Ghost is the promise that God made to Abraham. There is coming a day in which my spirit is going to bless individuals and through them there are other 
people that are going to be blessed. You have the musicians come. You have a great opportunity to be blessed of God and not only be blessed of God, but other people can be blessed through you because of the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Don't don't walk around with a sad look on your face. Square your shoulders and say, I'm a child of God. I've got the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to bless somebody. Praise God. I'm going to bless somebody. I'm going to be a blessing to somebody. How does that sound to you? Rather than providing negativity and destruction to other people, why don't we be a blessing to our community with the joy of the Holy Ghost operating in our life? You need a smile on your face. You need to be blessed of God. You need to be thankful for everything that he's given you. You shouldn't walk around acting like you are insignificant. You are significant. You're a child of God. The Holy Ghost is in you. It's operating in you. Be a blessing. Romans chapter 2 and verse 28. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. And not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. Mm, a prelude of God's power is that when the Holy Ghost comes, there is blessing. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. The unity of the spirit is bringing blessing. From the very, very beginning pages of the scripture, there is a prelude of God's power to all humanity. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, very, very grateful and thankful for his anointing and his spirit and his ability. Praise God. Why don't you lift up your hands right now and say, God, thank you for living in me. Praise God. It is the earnest of our inheritance. It's not in its full completion. That only comes when we are enraptured. But if I didn't have the Holy Ghost in the day and age and culture that I live in right now, I don't know where my strength would come from. My strength comes from the Lord and it comes directly from his anointing and his spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Moody, the popular preacher, once illustrated the truth about the anointing of God and the presence of God. And he said to an audience, tell me how I can get air out of this glass. One man said, well, maybe you can suck the air out of the glass with some kind of pump. And Moody replied, that would create a vacuum and shatter the glass. After many impossible suggestions, Moody smiled, picked up a pitcher of water, and he filled the glass. There, he said, all the air is now removed. He then went on to show that victory in the Christian life is not by sucking out of sin here and there, but rather by being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Our efforts will be miserable if we just try to get rid of, well, you know, we need to get rid of that sin, and we, this is what I need to do, and this is what I need to correct. How about you just get so full of the Holy Ghost that it washes out and cleanses out and removes everything else because you are filled with God's anointing. Praise God. Sometimes we come to God and we've got this checklist of things that we need to get right. You know what we need to get right? We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. And when you're full of the Holy Ghost, it takes care of everything else. It takes care of everything else. Our efforts by themselves will fail miserably. When we try to make a name, what we get is the works of the flesh, which are manifest and are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's when we try to make a name for ourselves. This is what we get. This is the fruit of what we produce. Praise God. But there is a blessing that comes through the empowerment of that spirit that lives within us. And the scripture says it is the fruit of the spirit. And what it brings to us is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. But let's walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. From the very beginning in pages of Scripture, Genesis 1 through 12, in three particular connections, God reveals the empowerment of his spirit and what it brings. It brings blessing. It brings anointing. I want us to stand together in this house. Amen. Praise God. I want us to lift up our hands and our voice. Amen. I want us to pray the prayer that God, you would allow me to be full of the Holy Ghost. Let me be filled with the spirit of God and let it operate in my life in a full measure. Praise God. Our world needs you to be full of the Holy Ghost. Our world needs me to be full of the spirit and anointing of God. Walking, walking, walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. I think if I pulled this place and I said, is there anybody here that wants to be full of the Holy Ghost? Everybody would raise your hand and say, that is the success that I'm looking for. And that's the only way to live the life that God has called me to be. Well, you know what I want us to do here tonight? I want us to walk to this front and lift up our hands and say, God, fill me with your spirit. Renew me in the Holy Ghost. Let me stand before you full of your anointing and power and ability because I recognize going a different way, making my own name is not going to lead me in a proper direction. But let the fruit of the Spirit operate in my heart and life. Praise God. Come on, I want you to lift up your voice in this place here tonight and just for a few moments, hallelujah, in prayer, I want you to pray that prayer. God, I praise you. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your anointing. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your
your spirit, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For a few moments, come on, let's create an atmosphere where somebody can be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up your voice. Come on, praise him together. I praise you, Jesus. Saturation, Lord. somebody where it's appropriate and pray with them in unity. Lord, we want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We want the 